Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Jordan Sherman, joined alongside by my colleague, Sarah Beatty. Hi, Sarah. Well, hello, and how are you this afternoon? I'm wonderful. It's been a great week, and I'm so excited that we get to round out the week with this exciting conversation. You know, this one is really, really important because this is one that CBD um, businesses struggle with mightily, Um, and that is how to talk about their products, their industry, their business, their thought leadership um, in a way that doesn't get them busted on social media. Because this is maybe one of the the top complaints that we hear is, how am I supposed to talk to my audience, my stakeholders, the people who care about my business, my products, um, you know, if I'm not totally sure what those uh, rules are? And so today we're going to get into using what we call the four C's, clear, consistent, conversational, and compassionate, um, about talking about your CBD industry business on social media without sort of poking the bear, kicking the hornet's nest, um, (laughs) right? And raising the ire of the social media censors, which could ultimately... Um, you know, take down your page. And that would be a, a real problem for um, any CBD business owner, right? Yeah, I got to tell you, Sarah, I mean, we, we are very careful too what we post on yeah. our social media channels because you just never know. Um, and at times it uh, you deal with some automation, I think, automation problems. Mm-hmm. But when it's such a great um, platform and all social media platforms to connect with your stakeholders, it's really a missed opportunity um, to abandon that altogether. So we're really excited to um, speak with our guests today to uh, teach you how you can optimize these platforms and use these platforms to elevate yourself as a thought leader um, and you know develop those relationships with your stakeholders, as you just mentioned, Sarah. Right. So, I mean, today's conversation is about social media impact. Um, Social media, as we all know, is a tool to connect um, not only with your stakeholders, so, you know, your customers, your your vendors, your various other people, but it's also a really powerful tool for connecting with 
media. So what we know is that the media go to Twitter, that's where they live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they see someone who has good, clear, consistent um, communication about the CBD industry on their Twitter handle, that's somebody that they're likely to reach out to when they need to talk to someone. So this use of social media is really, really important. And we are so excited today to be joined by an expert in that gray area of social media and the CBD industry, um, Natalie Bougenie. She's an attorney from Harris Brick. And Natalie, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you on the Move the Stairs podcast. And very recently, you wrote an article, um, which if you guys haven't um, read it, you need to go take a look at it because it really breaks down um, the restrictions that major social media companies have in place when it comes to talking about CBD on their social media platforms. This is so frustrating for so many CBD industry companies, and we are so excited to get your take on it today. Well, likewise, it should be a really good conversation. Thank you again for having me. So it's really easy to look up. All you have to do is Google stop censoring CBD. Uh, and that, that article will pop right up. We can drop a link here into uh, our social posts as well. But it addresses that pain point, Natalie, that many companies have. And there's really no formal guidance. And I, I think that's kind of the premise of the article here is that there's no formal guidance on you know, what these companies should and shouldn't publish across those platforms. And you know, we always advise our clients to look at these potential opportunities, but also um, avoiding the danger, so to speak, of, you know, whatever may be working or lurking around the corner. Um, and, and that issue of CBD censorship on social media platforms is just so confusing to navigate. You know, how have the majority of companies responded to this lack of guidance from social media companies? Well, you know, despite the lack of clear guidance, most CBD companies in the U.S. have chosen to promote their products on social media because this platform is the most efficient and successful way to connect with consumers, but also build a brand uh, and, and increase sales. That said, these companies have approached and navigated um, these marketing obstacles pretty differently. Um, smaller companies with limited resources tend to be less aware, unfortunately, of these marketing restrictions which partially explains why um, so many of them have lost their social media accounts in the past two to two and a half years. Um, whereas larger companies, on the other hand, have been able to better manage these obstacles by joining, for example, trade groups, by consulting with marketing firms, and by seeking legal advice so that they keep up to date um, on these issues and that helps them comply at least to the extent possible with these existing guidelines. And by doing so, of course, it's mitigating the risk of enforcement. Boy, that's such a challenge. Um, you know, one thing that we talk about with our, um, with our clients as part of, uh, you know, what we call CBD brand protection PR is um, not only identifying threats, like posting things that can get you busted and put into social media jail, but also identifying opportunities. So from your perspective, are there social media platforms that um, 
companies can be using to actively market their products? Unfortunately, I'm not aware of any social media platform where advertising CBD products is risk-free. Um, even social media companies like Twitter, for instance, I talk about that company in my article, which offers more detailed guidance on um, the categories of products that are allowed uh, and how they can be advertised, um, seem to also enforce their policies inconsistently, uh, which is part of the issue here is that on top of not having very clear guidelines, then these companies are not even enforcing their policies in the same manner, uh, depending on who they're dealing with. And quite frankly, it probably has to do with how they're training their employees. Um, so this obviously makes it incredibly difficult and frustrating for CBD companies uh, to be able to avoid seeing their accounts deleted. So there's no no perfect solution right now, um, except really try to be in compliance with the data that's available. Natalie, you referenced um, another organization and other organizations in your article, such as the Cellular Telecommunications and Internet Association, and they have added CBD to their list of illicit substances and prohibited content. We know that they um, have a closer relationship with, uh, at the federal level, with um, rule uh, rulemakers. So what role um, are they playing in this issue for brands? And could you see them potentially reversing course if major platforms like Facebook or Twitter offered better guidance, um, maybe a solidified guidance across the board when it comes to CBD? Yeah, so to answer the first part of your question, um, CTIA, for people who are not familiar with this organization, is a trade association that advocates on behalf of the wireless communications industry. And what they do is monitor um, offensive content that includes, for instance, sex and hate-related content. And then they report it to the Federal um, Communications Commission. Now, by recently adding CBD to its list of offensive content, CTI essentially um, began preventing CBD companies from sending text with CBD-related content. So this, of course, is um, an issue because it's limiting CBD companies' ability to educate and expose consumers to CBD and help them determine the effects of the substance so that they can then make an educated decision as to which types of products um, they should be purchasing. Um, so it's, it's once again uh, hindering the industry in being able to not just promote the product, but also educate, which is a really key component here in legitimizing the industry. Now, turning to your second question, which had to do with, um, you know, if, if some of these social media companies were to actually clarify and maybe um, loosen some of their guidelines when it comes to the marketing of CBD products. I do think that, um, you know, less restrictive, less restrictive guidelines um, by Facebook, for example, um, could only help influence CTIA in lifting its existing restrictions because um, these overly restrictive and disparate regulations against CBD products reflect are confusing legal landscape. And I'm a firm believer that the only way to solve this is really through the creation of a more uniform regulatory system. 
And of course, ideally, it has to start with the FDA, um, but also I think across social social media platforms, and then obviously any um, private companies or trade associations that are somehow involved with um, with the industry. It sounds like this is all part of. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of all of the podcasts that we've had late, lately, Jordan. Like, it's such a gray area, yeah. you know, with FDA and wanting more, you know, guidance from them. And then these social media companies, like, it's just such a gray area. And this is, um, just to take a step back for a minute, kind of where we, um, this is why we call the podcast Move the Stairs. So, um, instead of kind of sitting here and being so frustrated about, you know, Facebook won't let me say this and Twitter has something different and the FDA and I'm so frustrated and I'm going to throw my hands in the air and not do anything. Um, move the stairs is our our company's philosophy that says, figure out, given the restrictions, given the challenges, figure out what you can do. Right. Figure out how to... Um, you know, be in compliance, even if it means you're ha you have a different strategy for Twitter and a different strategy for Facebook, and you've got, you know, a really clear uh, strategy to avoid trouble with the FDA. And, you know, you've got to, that's kind of where we are, is moving the stairs in this very, very gray area of, um, you know, a, a, frankly, I think a young industry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, when you elevate your voice and as a brand, you know, one of our things that we really try to work with our clients um, is that thought leadership angle. It's, you know, using your voice to take a stand on an issue and whether that issue um, is directly related to something happening in the industry or maybe it's something um, occurring outside of the industry over time by having, you know, that consistent message in standing for something. Um, you can become a very loud and powerful voice in the industry. And Natalie, I think this social media censorship situation could potentially be a scenario where brands could take a stand. Now, have you seen in your experiences any companies really trying to move the needle on this, putting pressure on some of the social media giants like Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn um, to, to really get the ball moving and, and get better um, regulatory messaging from them on what they can and can't promote? Yes, um, definitely. Especially in the last couple of months, companies like Charlotte's Web, for instance, uh, have led pretty impressive campaigns, including a video that was released on their Instagram account last month uh, that's called um, Muzzled. And I encourage everybody to, to watch it, but they basically address this, this issue of censorship uh, for the hem-derived products, but also the company's ability to share Charlotte's story and discuss the plant's benefits. So these kinds of PR efforts, I strongly believe, help bring about awareness to the struggles um, that the industry is faced with and legitimize the industry, which is really important due to the stigma that continues to exist um, in, in the U.S., particularly, you know, not making a distinction between hemp and marijuana. Um, other companies, including Prima and Recess, um, which, you know, in response to CTIA, since we were talking about CTIA's decision to add CBD to their list, um, have created a coalition uh, of brand leaders, and they have organized an initiative called 
slept censoring CBD, hence the title of my article, which aims to encourage lawmakers to co-sponsor a federal bill. Uh, and your audience might be familiar with it, you might be familiar with it. It's the Hemp Access and Consumer Safety Act, mm -hmm. which basically would forge a legal pathway for the sale of these products in the US. Um, but this initiative would also pressure the FDA or aims to pressure the FDA to move forward with the adoption of clear regulation. So yes, um, I think that from the very beginning, uh, the industry has shown tremendous leadership. Uh, and if anything, they're, they're spending a lot of money on educating uh, and advocating, which I think is pretty remarkable. And, and, and hopefully that will make all the difference because this is a legal industry. Uh, that has just been faced with so many obstacles, not just marketing related obstacles. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the point of industry leadership. We are um, really proud members of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, which is full of um, professionals from across the hemp industry. And there are a number of different groups focused on CBD. So for interested CBD businesses, how would you encourage them to get involved with advocating, as you say, for social media companies to update their employee education, their um, rules, their standards, and take another look at um, what their requirements are and how they might best accommodate, as you say, what is a totally legal industry. Yeah, I think organizing collectively um, and joining a coalition of industry players is incredibly powerful and beneficial. Um, groups like the U.S. Hemp Roundtable or an initiative like the one started by um, Primine Recess, I think are great examples of um, leading the way forward for hemp and CBD products to education and action. And so I don't think that there is one player. I mean, obviously some have more resources than others, but especially for smaller companies, I think that's incredibly valuable to come together and speak as a uniform voice. Because again, I think that this need for a uniform regulatory system starts first and foremost with the industry coming together as one voice uh, in, in expressing the same issues helping set similar standards so that everybody has a seat at the table and we can ensure that when we have regulations in place that they're beneficial to all. I heard uh, Melvin and um, Arthur speaking in one voice, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they got a little excited. They <laughs> they do. They get very excited over these types of uh, conversations that we have on Move the Stairs. But uh, Natalie, I think you brought up some really great points with this interview. So we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Natalie Bougenie, uh, thank you again for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast. You are more than welcome to join us anytime. And uh, I should ask if our listeners have any questions, where can they find you? Um, so they can find me on the Harris Brickens website, which is my law firm. And then uh, every week I write blog posts either for our catalog blog um, or for Above the Law. Um, those are the best ways really to, to know what I'm up to and really to stay current on these issues because we make a point as a law firm to, um, to write on topical issues so that we can help the industry 
in this humble way. Well, and I would encourage, as as we mentioned up top, I would encourage anyone to go take a look at your most recent article, Stop Censoring mm-hmm. CBD. Um, that is just a, a really clear um, description of the specifics on each platform and and what you what you um, are what the challenges are yeah. um, with communicating on each platform. So that's if you haven't read that article yet, I really encourage you to go read Natalie's article. Stop censoring CBD, Natalie. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was really a pleasure talking with you. Thank you again for having me. All Thanks right. for joining us. We appreciate it. So that that was a fascinating conversation, Sarah. My goodness, this is so frustrating. And I really hope that these industry groups coming together and with thought leaders like Natalie, you know, leading the way that we mm-hmm. can like break this log, this ridiculous log jam of, <laughs> you know, restrictions on talking about a legal industry. Wouldn't that be a, a lovely thing? Exactly. And, you know, looking to what opportunities are there, because I think her article does a great job um, breaking up or basically showcasing the discontinuity between all of Mm -hmm. the social media platforms, which you can, which you can't say. Um, So definitely check that out. But also as as more information comes out and more changes occur in the industry, um, being able to figure out what you can do, moving the stairs for your brand so that you can take advantage of um, you know, what's not going to get you in trouble that might give you a leg up over your competitors too. Well, I think you're absolutely right, Jordan. I was just about to say that, like, you know, the restrictions are there now and they're in Mm -hmm. place. So figure out what those restrictions are and then figure out what you can say first and foremost. But what that does right now in this, you know, flux and change of the industry is that it positions you as someone out there talking about things now, someone who understands the, rules, the regulations, the restrictions. And then when those change, when the situation changes, hopefully soon, you know, you you aren't starting from scratch three or six or 12 months from now, you've got a track record of being a thought leader in the right. CBD industry, um, you know, at, already. Um, and those, as we know, are the people that the media are gonna reach out to, to say, mm-hmm. hey, here's this big change that happened in the industry give me some context. Like, what does this mean right. for your business? Right. So that's, that's, um, I think a really important component, um, that, uh, that the media looks for is have you been out there talking about this and keeping it between the lines, um, you know, as those regulations change. Totally agree, Sarah. And I just want to thank everybody again for listening in this afternoon. And uh, a special thanks again for Natalie uh, Bougini joining us. She's the attorney from Harris Bricken. You can find her on the Harris Bricken website. And uh, again, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks for our next all new episode of the Move the Stairs podcast, the podcast for CBD business owners. On behalf of my colleague, Sarah, I'm Jordan, and we'll catch you next time.